Oh, good lord. Hello there. You are listening to the Quarter to Three Movie Podcast for Old Boy. Old Boy. Say it as one word. It's not Old Boy. It's Old Boy. My name is Tom Chick, and I'm here to discuss Old Boy. Old Boy. With Christian McCrawlskinen. See. Oh, don't. Just, just, uh, just refer to me as Mr. Sporting Goods. <laughs> Who's talking about a different movie that yeah. I'd love to talk about that. And with a tagline for Old Boy, Kelly Wand. Uh, it's like. <laughs> it is like that, isn't it? I totally agree. <laughs> it really does feel like that. Kelly Wand, excellent tagline. Uh, so let's see. Old... One of those grenades from Thor: The Dark World at him. Oh, that's right. Kelly Wand been sucked up by a, a, a singularity grenade thrown by the dark elves. Uh, Dingus, what what was the dark elven plot in Thor: The Dark World again? Can you explain that to me? Well, there's a trade federation blockade. <laughs> dark elves. Dingus, not everything is Star Wars. I'm back. Kelly Wan, did we miss anything when you got cut off before saying the tagline for old boy? Uh, you guys talking about Thor. <laughs> you missed. I was still doing it in my head when I left. Was it a tagline worth repeating? Should we should we try that again? Oh. It's like Blonde Snake Moan, but Sam Jackson's blacker. Let's get back to Thor the Dark World. <laughs> No, that was fine, Kelly Wong. See, I thought you were reacting to that, and I was really excited for a minute. Well, let's not spoil what that tagline might reference, because maybe someone listening right now hasn't yet seen Old Boy, the Spike Lee American version. Uh, so, Dingus, without spoiling anything, why don't you tell folks what we saw this week? Don't give away any of the plot points, because Old Boy is very twisty. There, there are some shocking reveals, you might say. So don't ruin those, Dingus, and just tell us a little bit about what we saw this week. I like the way you say the title as one word, much, much as one would say head mistress instead of headmistress. <laughs> I don't right. understand the difference between the two things you just said. I don't Job know. duties. Headmistress. Headmistress. Old boy. Old boy. Tom yeah, says everything with the weird syllable. <laughs> Josh, weird Brolin syllable. Does Josh Brolin does as well. This week we saw old boy. <laughs> A 2013 American action drama mystery remake movie yeah. about a man trying the Tom to... Tom <laughs> over catching fire. Spike oh. picked it. Don't blame Tom. Yeah, come on. This was a group effort, Kelly Wand. Sorry, Tom directed it, I meant. <laughs> I had no creative input into this. I would just mm. like to go on record as saying that. All right, so, Dingus, so it was all those genres. Go ahead. What I, I uh, remake, mo- uh, remake, remake movie about a man trying to find something out. It was like Inception that Dingus likes. <laughs> Wait a minute. Actually, Dingus, without remake, I want you to read everything you just said, and let's see if it works for Inception. Because I think All it right. does. Go ahead. Uh, this is without the saw... date. Too. Don't do the date and the bit about remake. So go Maybe ahead. the this title's week... bad, too. This week we saw Inception, a 2012 American <laughs> action drama mystery movie. 
about a man trying to find something out. Yeah, totally works for Inception. Uh, Dingus, does that work for Angel Heart as well? Um, let's see. American Star Wars, he's trying to figure say, shit out. I wouldn't say Angel Heart is an action movie. It's a drama, though. That's a good point. By the standards. All right, so I think we've we've taken that as far as we can go with it. Dingus, what was the... <laughs> and beyond. Far beyond. Uh, uh, by Spike Lee. Oh, right, of course. Sorry. And the cast. Sorry, don't forget that. Uh, and written by Mark Prosevich, based on the 2003 Chanwook Park movie of the same name. Itself based on a manga by Garan Tsuchiya and Nobuyuki Minakushi. That's admirable, Dingus, that you even tried. Uh, do we know, are the other movies from the Sympathy Trilogy uh, or the Vengeance Trilogy, are they also based on a manga? I have no idea. Oh, I did Sympathy not. Sympathy or Vengeance, Tom gets those mixed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know this was from a comic book. It, that explains a lot. It's from a manga. Like the I kind of looks that like you read the other upside down. Uh, a manga, like, like Richie Rich, Akira, those things. They're all comics or mangas, whatever. Wait, manga is an Akira. What? Not all. I was. Oh, you want the comic book is a comic book. If it's got pictures and little balloons where people talk, it's a comic book or a manga or whatever you want to call it. Little balloons. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Got it. All right, so, so uh, those people did the uh, the manga, Dingus, and uh, who's in it? <laughs> Say other things. <laughs> All right, so it stars Josh Brolin, Elizabeth Olsen, and Charlotte Copley. Remember? <laughs> Old Boy is rated R mm. for uh, strong, brutal violence, well, disturbing images, <laughs> some graphic sexuality and nudity, and language. Uh, it's always last. Typical language. But not language throughout. Language. Some. Wait, some nudity and no, some unspecified amounts of language. Graphic sexuality and nudity. What was the sum again? The S-O-M-E. It was the sum of its parts. <laughs> okay. Tom? Uh, old boy <clears throat> opened at number 17. <laughs> <laughs> Ever or for the weekend? It really came in at number 17. Uh, so it had a very... Perfectly between 15 and 20, which yes. I don't understand, but okay. It only came out in about 500 theaters, but it didn't even crack a million. Uh, it made something like 850,000. Uh, this is this is a terrible bomb. Uh, this thing has been thrown out to die, and that's exactly what it's doing right, commercially. Uh, critically, let's see. On Rotten Tomatoes, this is the percentage of reviews of, of Old Boy that are positive. Uh, it's at 42%. So there are some people that liked it. Wow. Uh, <laughs> on, on Metacritic, which is the average, which averages out the ratings from various reviews, Old Boy is at a very middle of the road 50. So some equals 50, 42 to 50% something. It's under half. On Metacritic, it seems to me it's right at half. Oh, okay. Unless you count, unless you don't count zero as a number. Uh, pre-Mayans got around it somehow. How much, what is the circumference of it? Probably by shrugging, I would think. Uh, yep. let's, uh, let's, let's, let's go ahead and spoil old boy now. I have some questions. Hey. Yes, Kelly. Okay, yeah. Well, just, did you have any other bookkeeping trailers you saw? Um, I guess you mentioned box office. Yeah. <laughs> guess we covered that. I'm personally looking forward to a synopsis, Kelly Wand. Uh, all right. Uh, so 
I should point out, um, if you haven't seen the Korean old boy, the original one, the synopsis of the remake will also include spoilers for the original. I just want to clarify that for folks listening. Um, that was probably puzzling a few of them. <laughs> so, Kelly Warren... Have you seen it? The original? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think we've all seen the original Old Boy. Uh, they just watched tried it? to work on the other two. Is it the, it's the Vengeance trilogy, the Sympathy trilogy? What do you, what do we call them? Are there three even? Yeah, yeah. It's Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, Lady uh, Vengeance, and Old Boy. They're, they're, uh, they're the, they're, they're both, the they're both called, they're, they're both called Sympathy, but, um, but, <laughs> wait, now also... two. We went down one. Now I'm confused again. Sympathy trilogy. Oh, I see the remake. Okay, please continue. Well, at any rate, he did three of the movies that are about revenge, so I'm going to assume they're the Vengeance Trilogy. Anyway, they have a name, uh, and I've seen all three of them. Uh, they mostly bounced off of me. I, I really did like the uh, Lady Vengeance one. Uh, uh, you know, we'll get into that. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's first talk about this one, this, this Spike Lee joint, by having Kelly Wand spoil everything that happens in it by, by giving away all the twists. Kelly Wan, if you were to give away all the twists in Old Boy, what would you call such a thing? What do you think? An old popsis. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like Spike Lee playing the hand I'm dealt. <laughs> all right, well, Kelly Wan, with the old <laughs> popsis, uh, rock and roll. Oh, also, Michael Caine emailed me to say that Dingus's interpretation of the end of All is Lost is retarded. Just right. Why did Michael Caine have something to say about that? It's him as Alfred. He swam over. He swam over from his Cessna airplane <laughs> to tell us the. Oh, is the guy dead or not? From Dark Knight Rises. Trans- I see. That's sort of like an area of expertise that Michael Caine has. Yeah, movies where there's some. They're on a date. Anne Hathaway and Christian Bale. I could be seeing ghosts, but I'm not because it's just the table. <laughs> they seat the living. But getting right. back to old bopsis, if I may. Yeah, old bopsis, Kelly Wan, rock and roll. Shit, me and a couple other people in the theater heard during Old Boy. Hi, I'm usually disappointing filmmaker Spike Lee. You may know me best as the director of Up Inside John Malkovich, How the Mild Things Are with Denise Richards, and that upcoming thing with Scarlett Johansson as M.S. Doss. When I watched the Korean version of Old Boy on video back in July, my first thought was, this is the greatest Thanksgiving film I've ever seen. My second thought was... But if I remake it with white people, it might be even similar. And now, here's the entire film, or as I call them, joints. Here I am, James Brolin's boss in 1993. I mean, uh, good luck hitting on that guy from The Wire's Wife tonight, Brolin. Speaking of which, there's this thing called chasers and drinking glasses. You don't need to take vodka straight up every time. Burger King mimosas won't exist for another 18 years, but something. I gotta chase a fuck dick, what do you call this? Uh, yeah, that's a Molotov cocktail. Those aren't for drinking, I don't think. Uh, what do you call this? Ah, oh, my tongue's burnt, asshole. Uh, you haven't been redeemed yet? Hey, do I come here every morning and knock the dick out of your mouth? Such your ass. Ah, you Brolins. Always joking. <laughs> Fuck you and your stupid ass, Mrs. Doss. Ring, ring. Brolin here. Fuck you. James, it's me, the ex-Mrs. Brolin. Yeah, yeah, so I haven't paid child support in three years. Fuck you, bitch. Don't try and sweet-talk your way out of this, McLean. Are you coming to your daughter's third birthday party? She'll be crushed if you don't show up drunk, bump into everything, puke all over, and slur obscenities. Uh, kids don't even know what parties are till the mid-50s. Wait, I paid child support, and you and I are on horrible terms. But you still want me to come to a birthday party you're throwing? Did this shit make any sense in Korean? 
sidebar, doing the popcorn trick from the diner takes much less time when you're the only person in the theater. <laughs> that night at Judd Nelson's bar. Okay, everybody, me and James Brolin went to an Ivy League school together, but last call already, boo. <laughs> and that's why you should sign with whatever my company's called. Wait, what is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. You want a piece of me? The way you handle your alcohol and stare at my prostitute's chest eases my grave financial misgivings. But this pate is quite rich. Please excuse me while I make shit. Hey, baby, now that we're alone, you want to watch me sob in a shower? You taking a shower? That's disgusting. Not if you pay me a hundred bucks. Sir, you have disrespected my whore in front of the finest bartender I've ever been served by. Now, please, wander aimlessly in the rain. Your kidnappers will somehow know your route. My angel wings represent something, white man. <laughs> okay, what time is it? Five dollar for creepy duck with face like Buddha. Guaranteed to make three-year-old wet bed. Uh, hey, wake up. Uh, Jonah X. Uh. Look, you've been in this hotel room 20 years. For some reason, I thought you wouldn't like it this much. Come on, get out. Uh, 20 years? How come I look the same age? Hey, I'm putting you in a briefcase near a football field and that girl there with the umbrellas over there. Hey, she looks the same age, too. What's the point? Shh. Now, this is called a cell phone. Uh, uh, Jesus. Look, it's very simple. I'm arbitrarily giving you 92 hours to find out who I am and why I kept you in a hotel room for 20 years. If you win, I'm going to give you a trillion dollars in diamonds and a haircut. Uh, well, there was only one South African kid I went to school with besides Judd Nelson, so I assume you're his. Can I have the haircut now? No, you, look, I wasn't finished talking about your prizes yet, you simpleton. Now, I also intend to shoot myself in the mouth with this gun and give you this toaster oven. It's been on the blink a bit of late, I'm afraid, but the warranty's still good for 92 more hours. Rather happy coincidence, actually. Huh? What's toast? Hey, it's that chick from Murgatroyd, Magdalene, Martha Ray, Stephen Matter, and Missoula Marnett Patterson. Please, I'm a paramedic who only treats the poor. Now hold still while I inject you. It'll make the slurring worse. Uh, do you know a chick who looks even less like me than you, same age, has played the cello in every episode of Unsolved Mysteries for 20 years? No, but listen, I'm a medical professional. I really like how you handle that football team back there. You really know your anatomy. Want to move in with me? Actually, what's your place? Damn it. I mean, right. Actually, where's your place? <laughs> so it changes the meaning of that line. It doesn't matter. You're doing a heck of a job, Brownie. Actually, what's your place? Van? Sewer? We can get my guitar and shit later if you have rolling papers. Hey, easy on my ex-girlfriend and colleague here. She's had a lot of pain in her life. Like I tell every street person she injects, her mom was murdered by her dad, who looks just like you did 20 years ago. And now. I guess she doesn't notice. But I'll be watching you. I mean, I might look at your back wound later. That's my last scene. Hey, Olsen Triplet, I tore this here scrap of paper that says dragging off some dumplings I ate 12 years ago. Must be a Chinese place in the United States somewhere. <laughs> That's so dumb. <laughs> How many Chinese restaurants have the word dragon in their name? I only got 90-something hours for no reason. 
I'm no Rosie O'Donnell. My Chinese is limited only to Cantonese and Mandarin. But my iPhone has an exposition app. Hang on. I guess you could say I'm like a fish out of water, huh? Well, fish out of water die instantly, so I don't know if they're really... Oh, Spike's texting me. I mean, uh, to Madam Wong's farting dragon flame, good, good, yummy-san. Later. Well, it's been pretty awesome watching you spit out dumplings for 60 hours, but I'm out, dude. 20 years ago, I would have just said, fuck you, bitch, and shaken my balls at you just to show you what you're missing. But redemption makes one sexless till the third act. Speaking of which, I always just assume watching Chick Steel Robots was exercise. Yeah, well, watching this movie ought to make anyone Arnold Schwarzenegger. Huh? Nothing, Spike. Great bellhop costume. Phil, Mr. Brolin, you have just killed 80 of my employees with a hammer used as I diabolically intended, immediately after spitting out dozens of dumplings as I also intended. Now I predict it will take you precisely the 13 hours and 64 minutes remaining to figure out the mystery of the nondescript ringtone. Put another shrimp on the bob and see. Why do you have this box with wax lips in it? Does that mean Judd Nelson's dead? Who gives a shit? Look, check out this flashback app. It triangulates time travel slash interactive flashbacks by making the audience watch me hold these screens side by side. Uh-huh. What kind of sick billionaire bastard come up with a revenge scheme this fucking convoluted? Makes me want to puke. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's a little more difficult now that my character's sober. That's great. Also, what were you doing to Sam Jackson's throat if you needed to interrogate him? Isn't that the one place you wouldn't want to torture him? I think that was Dingus. Fuck. You bitch. God, I miss drinking. Uh, Why are we having sex right now? Shh. Josh Hartman's playing you in college 30 years ago. Let's watch pensively and see if his dad's name's James, too. I wouldn't mind winning a couple diamonds and watching some Kiwi blow his head off. This character is described in my text as rakish young Brolin. Ha <laughs> 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 it's me, rakish young Brolin. I just grabbed some random girl's panties out of a laundry basket. Fives. Ha ha, one of us, where's panties? Stop it, you guys are supposed to be my friends. Josh, I think it's time we broke up and I had sex with an old man, like the dean or something. Fuck you, bitch. This vodka bottle's the only girl I ever had sex with. A bottle of aspirin near the laundry hamper lets out a choked sob. Bro, it's me, 30 years younger, Chud Nelson. Check it out, I'm in your laundry flashback. Fives. And that is how I got this makeup on my shoulder. I've been waiting for this moment my whole life. So look on your face, I could save it forever. He pulls out a gun and blows his head off. Blood spatters James Brolin. Some Elysium CG shows up and reconstructs his face. Then he grabs Sam Jackson's shoulder and goes, Also, tells the other 5,000 residents of this place who also grieved me back in college that their dead rats might be burnt tonight. No recipe. He blows off his head again. Blood spatters Brolin again. The CG sighs and recrochets his face. Just to clarify my motivation in this movie, I knew that three days would be precisely long enough for you to have sex with a paramedic that you bumped into near the football field. <laughs> Even though she read all those fields. Fuck. Give <laughs> me dingus. Now, even though she read all those letters you wrote, I suggest you burn them before she learns the terrible truth again. Ha-ha. Let all this plot detail be a deadly lesson to laundry room mischief makers everywhere. 
He shoots himself again. A girl sitting behind him wipes her skin off and drags a cello off screen. Brolin looks at Jackson and goes, Hey, can I stay here if I pay you in diamonds? I guess I trust the survivors of that hammer fight with my food. Also, can I stay in 1408? 1408? These ain't motherfucking rubies. Great. Thanks for the sound effects, Kelly Wand. Oh, the Korean remake of that Opsis will be better. <laughs> Jakes. Movie. So, we've all seen the original. <sighs> I believe. I remember the hammer fight being good in the original and lame in this. That was the first thing I noticed. Before uh, the second. I think the original, yeah, the original's pretty famous for that hammer fight. I, I don't. Uh, okay. There's no blood in this one at all. There's no blood in this one, are you saying? I didn't see any. Not in the uh, hammer fight, but uh, there's other bloody dispatching. They re-edited it after Spike Lee edited it, like the producers fucked with it. There's, there's no real blood in the original hammer fight. It's just it, it just has some sort of understanding of the character and uh, has great, it's great sound effects. And it's this weird flailing smack around fight where the character actually seems like he's in trouble a few times and it's and it's also funny uh it's it's got character I mean, are there two the does about it take that. place on two levels or is it just one hallway uh no there's there's <laughs> two levels it does feel like a video game like uh no it's just one hallway and the elevator joke is actually funny um in the in the original it's really well done and it goes back and forth there's there's a feeling of of uh, of stakes and of uh, that he might go down and might have a problem and he's in trouble and the stab in the back isn't just some like hey send that guy in to stab that guy and run yeah, away yeah then he runs away again yeah <laughs> what's up with that shit he giggles or screams and then it, just, it, it felt like hey we forgot the knife stab okay uh run in there stab him uh but the the original fight is excellent and it's so well filmed um and it's just it's got so much character but it doesn't have any blood really. Mm, I remember it being good. Well, it has blood afterward because he stumbles out, you know, out of the building, out of this parking garage, pulling the knife out of his back and then crossing a street and, you know, just sort of stumbling down the street. And that's when, you know, uh, Mr. Copley finds him and puts him in a cab and then leans in the cab and says, you know, hey, see you later. I mean, it's this it's it's a great moment. It's not. It's not the villain running up and saying, don't die yet, it's not time. Uh, Notice me in the bar too early, just as I planned. Um, yeah, it's the worst fight I've ever seen in a movie. There. Come on, you've seen worse. I don't know. I was looking forward to it, and then... You're looking forward to the it's fight It's not the terrible, movie. but it, it's more like payback no, or something than... It doesn't they don't look like they're hitting There's them. no humor to it. There's no sense of character at all. He's just this force. Are you talking about the fight again or the movie? Why are you guys so fixed on the fight? I'm sorry, because you guys brought that up. So oh. <laughs> The movie, the original one, he cuts his tongue out at the end, and this he smiles at the camera, which is only... Ha- i only seen American movies. Characters never do that in other countries. In other countries, they never look at the camera? Yeah, like, huh, that's the, this is how my character's going to feel for the rest of his life. All right. Or like Cameron Diaz in Green Hornet comes uh, on. Bye! Four months, three weeks, two days, one hour, or whatever that movie is. Yeah, uh, it ends with a look to the camera, and it's Romanian, Kelly Wan. So there, I just disproved your theory. All right, well that's not a real picture. <laughs> uh, let's talk about this movie yeah. though. Uh, why did this remake? Why does this exist? 
Someone justify this movie for Spielberg me. Spielberg dumped it. Spielberg. Why is it coming out on Thanksgiving? Is my fucking question. Like, what's that counter programming? I'm just curious. I don't care. Don't know. Uh, <laughs> I that curious, but. Yeah. Uh, and it's barely coming out. Like I said, it's only it's a fairly limited limited release. It's only five. But I okay. Uh, I know you didn't want to see no Catch marketing. Um, and Catching Fire probably could have sucked. Oh sure. Oh, I, like, I wish we'd seen Catching Fire now. That's what I did. I said this last week, and you're like, dude, no, old boy, come on. Let's it's talk Scott. about this movie because we don't we don't oh, I don't right. know that I have much to say about Catching Fire. But, but, so I I gonna, it. but it was like every American remake's terrible, and this is like a perfect example. That's not true. There are perfectly good American remakes. Kelly Wand. Name one. Wreck 2. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, quarantine, yeah. No, yeah, except quarantine. not Quarantine, Wreck 2, the sequel to... Uh, Wreck 2 is a... No, Quarantine 2. No, Wreck is the good one, Quarantine 2 is the good one. I like Quarantine 2, but that's how deep... That's, that's how deep... Hold on, I can think of another good American remake. Kelly Wand, I submit to you, as an example of a, of a good American remake, Mask. Wait, what? That's that. Is that a true. remake of something? Isn't it? Uh, I'm sure I can think of one. You're just going to have to give me. Okay, but it's not. I mean, anybody could have. It's just seven dudes. Uh, good American remake. We enjoyed some things about, speaking of Elizabeth Olsen, Silent House, didn't we? Not really. Okay. It made me want to see The Office. What? Yeah, I don't know that though. Uh, that's TV. That's that's TV. I'm sure there's some good American remakes. So let's let's All right, let's I guess. transition to good Spike Lee films because there are some of those. Uh, some Covers, inside. See that one. Uh, inside Man's alright. I don't know. What's the Jodie Foster character? <laughs> I didn't uh, get. I didn't understand that thread. But Clockers is great. Clockers, I didn't see. And I didn't see. She hate me, and I didn't see. But I remember liking shit like School Days. So then what, what What happened with this, Kelly Wand? Well, this is a remake. Fucking old boy. It would have looked look like this no matter who. It's not Spike Lee's... It, Did I you mean, like Kevin the Smith American uh, Funny Games? Did you guys like that? No. Nah. Well, I didn't, I didn't... I mean, it was just a shot-for-shot shot thing. Well, it's the same guy. So. See, those, those don't count, do they? That's not what this is. This is a watering-down Americanization pap for no one. <laughs> it's for no one. I didn't... <sighs> is it is the original good? I mean, now I'm... I don't I don't care for the original. No, I, really you don't. I, even yeah, no, not really. Uh, it's it, and it's the same thing with this. Like I I think if I'd liked the original, I might have liked this. But I'm assuming you guys liked the original and you didn't like this. Uh, I I think it's I liked it's, it more. It's too convoluted. The original also That's I think true. relies on a lot of. Um, I don't want to sound racist here, but there's a very different. Uh, style in Korean Japanese. But that's what stories. I liked about it. I think was it was, was exotic and novel to me, and something I didn't see as much of. Uh, and the, the style in a lot of those movies, and you see this in like Kurosawa movies, is more uh, emotive, demonstrative. Like when the when the farmers freak out in Seven Samurai, it it looks silly to to some Westerners, I think. Um, but it's part of how I think a lot of Japanese drama works. So I can excuse a lot of that histrionics and the silliness and the overwroughtness in the original old boy it still doesn't work for me that well um but i just i don't i don't care for it that much i don't it doesn't really speak to me i don't get uh this this weird twist on the basic oedipus drama and the the whole mystery of it doesn't feel like an aha it just feels contrived um and i guess there's some sleek 
filmmaking going on there. I recalled liking kind of the visuals of the reveal with the villain at the end of the original Old Boy. Um, but no, I don't. I don't care for the original. And I guess it was here, brutal too. Like I liked the brutality as a meme. Um, yeah, I guess so. You could say that. But uh, I, I guess here, part of me was thinking Spike Lee is going to do a straight up mystery thriller like he did with Inside Job, and he's going to do an, an American take on it. Uh, and some of the problems I had with the original Old Boy, they'll be sort of uh, worked out. You know, they'll be hammered out by his own interpretation. Get it. Uh, and there was none of that. There, this was just a straight up sort of slavish remake. I mean, J- Josh Brolin dumplings and, and stuff. It's not slavish. No, it's not slavish. No, it's, it's it's a mess. It's a total mess. Well, I think he does a lot of things simply because by slavish I just mean he does a lot of things in this movie because they were that way in the original. Uh, and that's what I mean. You mean slavish. slavish. There's no. There's no. Uh, I, sense no, of I, zone. I, I think he misses the point of of almost everything that in the original. I'm, I love the original movie. Uh, and I, I think it's incredibly well edited. It's just, it, and I don't remember originally liking it, but watching it again, I'm, especially after watching Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, which drove me nuts. Um, uh, I I really thought he he tightened up Chadwick Park's tightened up his style, and the editing is amazing, and and Spike Lee just misses the point every single time he can. It's not. And they changed things for some for reasons I can't understand. Like what? What things were different? Um, just the idea of boy, there's there's so many little details that he changes that I I that I honestly don't get. The tongue showing up instead of uh like the hand, uh the way that uh, the that um, he pulls out the teeth of the uh, the operator, the Samuel Jackson character, and, and instead in this he cuts patches of skin off of him. I get that. Yeah. Um, and the way that that reversal happens, and I mean, he just changes little things in so many ways. It's I would definitely not describe it as slavish. I think I think it's a mess. I I think he changes things here and there that don't make any sense. Um, and and the movie just is is just crap. I, I hate this movie so much, and I really I didn't expect to like watching the original Old Boy again. But I'm surprised. I really think it's 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 incredible. And and you know that, there's that one moment that there's a, that which I would describe as an iconic moment when he finally breaks through in the original movie. He breaks through the brick wall to reach his hand out into the rain, and in this movie he. Kicks out a vent and looks out into the sunlight. What the, what the heck? What are you doing? I mean, how do you? You're just changing things to change them. In in the American version, you have to have gigantic shower bricks instead of little bricks that he works through. I, I mean, the the suicide attempts. He totally totally mishandles that whole whole prison section, including the way that the the uh, the main that old boy looks at the the guy delivering the food. I mean, all of that is just a mess. It's just such a mess. It has no sense of character whatsoever. It drives me crazy. Um, so I'm, I'm surprised you didn't like Old Boy because I've been asking you, Tom, if you'd seen it. 
and and you keep saying you did, and so I, I thought, well, he must like that movie, kind of. But I don't remember liking it that much when I first saw it. I remember just feeling like that whole prison sequence was interminable. Um, but I ended up really liking it again, watching it again. I, I have a hard time with movies where uh, the relationship between the characters is just because it needs to be convenient for the movie. And I never bought an old boy and I, I, in the original, and I certainly don't buy it here, why this girl is helping this guy. Uh, and it, it strikes me as a bit of that um, uh, girl with a dragon tattoo syndrome. Yeah, it's, you're right. Hey, let's have the really cool chick, and just because this is our lead actor, she's going to tag along with him and help him, and she's going to be his loyal, faithful sidekick, and she's going to listen to him and sort of uh, feel pain for his suffering and fall in love with him and bone him. Uh, well, it's a setup. Well, at least there's a it's a setup, but I don't of, I don't buy it in the original no, no, no. any more than I did in this remake. Well, at uh, least in the original, that scene has some sort of sense of uh, an establishment of the relationship, and and it, what you scene, know that what scene does the, the scene where they meet the the meet cute or the meet puke, um, where she's a su- <laughs> <laughs> she's a sushi chef, and that's the that famous scene where you know she he says he wants to eat something alive, and she serves him that octopus and. Um, and you know it's it's paid it's paid tribute to here when he looks at an octopus in a fish tank and then moves on, um, but <laughs> but uh, he, he passes out there at her sushi bar after having a long conversation with her where they think they know each other. He's seen her on some program. I mean, there's a sense of he's been drawn here for a reason and he's been lured to recognize her. Um, at least in the original. In this movie, it really was like Kelly Wan said. It's you know, he bumps into some girl next to the football field. Right. And we're supposed to, I think, uh, the oct- That's a pretty. That's such a lame gelding. That octopus thing. See, you saw it recently, so you're. Eyes are fresher. Well, that octopus scene is famous where he eats it. I really did when Spike Lee shows us the octopus. I was like, well, I guess he's going to eat that thing. Nope, he just wants to show it to us. See, that's over here. We're not going to do anything with it. But that. without that line, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. It's just a creature in a tank. Well, that's why I say it's slavish. Is there's no reason to have a picture of an octopus. You got to stop. He's doing things because they were in the original. Oh, I see what you're saying. I, I, I guess I was interpreting slavish as meaning shot for shot, but you mean it just as. Well, and again, that's why I wanted to see it, is I thought he might have some unique take on it, and I don't feel that he did. He only did things because they were in the original. Those changes you mentioned, Dingus, I, I don't get them either. But the things that he did put in here, it just felt like he did it because, you know, hey, there's an octopus in the original. Let's do a nod to that. We're oh. going to have a hallway fight. Let's do a nod to that. Let's have the sleek bad guy's lair at the end. I, I didn't understand what Charlton Copley's character. I mean, that... I don't know what he thought. I don't. I don't remember the villain being that goofy in the original. He's um, not. He's he's really calm and cool and yeah. collected, and he's not at all this and cryptic, mustache maybe mustache twirling with a Hunger Games beard villain. <laughs> that was like a character out of Hunger Games. So, so I feel like we kind of, in a way, did see a, a slice of Hunger Games too. Yeah, what's been or. <laughs> Without the one thing I wanted to see in Hunger Games. Which Good is Lord, what was Charles O'Copley doing? What is he doing? What's he supposed to do? He's play, It's got... I don't know. He can well, only play that character the one way, can't he? I mean, that, that no, is a good question. Just do it straight. Yeah. And, and, well, and the same with, like, Elysium. Like, if, if, are we... Am I now at a point where I feel like when I see his name in a movie, I shouldn't be excited? Because I loved him just being down-to-earth in Europa Report. I certainly loved him from District 9, but... And I guess he was suitably 
enthusiastic it's never, it's all, A-team, but... It's uh, always the people... It, you, I never blame the actors for being in the shit role. Like, I can't... He was cast. They went, okay, this is... Spike Lee said, this is how I want you. Back like a James Bond bill. Like a transvestite. <laughs> okay. So I, I don't know. I got the sense it was like a movie that Spike Lee didn't like. Like, he, like he wasn't... His heart wasn't in the... Oh, movie. like some sort of contractual obligation or something. And I know it was heavily re-edited without, like, he and Josh Brolin disowned it in the studio cut, like, 40 minutes or something. Oh, I didn't realize that. Interesting. Oh, really? Yeah, he got Sergio Leone. But even the stuff that's still there, I don't think it's good. Like, that hammer fight, the footage wasn't good. Like, I didn't even like... No, it's not. Uh, like, not well shot at all. And I guess they read it, but it's like, I, I would really want to see what Spike Lee's vision for that was that he felt. I don't fucking know. And Kelly Wan, he's he's disowned it? Like, he's not doing... I mean, it looks like there's no market. Spike Lee joint. Yeah, I guess it was mutual discord. But, I mean, would they... I mean, this is exactly... When I first heard they were making an American old boy, I go, well, this will probably happen. <laughs> and it did. This is it. And so why is... I don't know. Why is, is everyone surprised that it's not good? Why, this, well, well, because it's coming out now. I mean, you would think that this would be shoveled off to January if it's this bad. I'm shocked that it came out now. It's terrible. It's a terrible movie. Well, did Girl with the Dragon Tattoo make... I, I can't believe I talk about box office like I give a shit, but like, didn't Girl with the Dragon Tattoo make a ton of money like as a Christmas release, like a twisty... Like the but one. It's, that's why, w- w- widely that thought of as a good movie. Well, it's also, yeah, there's a whole, uh, there's almost a franchise there, and James Bond was in it, um, it was right. David Fincher, uh, yeah. I, I think it had a much easier sort of sweetheart deal in terms of being marketed. So old boys are arcane. arcane. But that, Dingus, that wasn't awful, was it? So there you go, Kelly Wan, there's a good American remake. Yeah, but slavish. Well, you didn't say not slavish, you just said good. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I didn't care for it, but it's not it a terribly made movie. I'm but sure there's a better American remake, Kelly Wan. Just give me time. I'll think of one, and I'll edit it into the podcast later. You struggled, and I noticed they're get, they're also I'll make uh, they're getting worse because Let Me In and this like people fund these movies. Studios go into them with their eyes wide open. These fucking bankers that use computers to go. Well, that's Captain really, James. That's really because they all believe in recognition. It's just the recognition of a but title. They don't seem to pick their right. It doesn't they matter. They're, they're looking for a bunch of people to come see something that they already know about. And I don't know what I, you know, I can't for the life of me answer Tom's initial question of why the hell this movie gets made. Right. And you I, said, uh, <laughs> you said Steven Spielberg was originally going to do it. Wasn't, um, Will Smith too. Oh, Will Smith. Yeah. Wasn't Will Smith was Smith. And Justin Lin, wasn't he going to do it at some point? Right. Oh, good lord. That's a lot of talent. And they just that walked away. And right. Why did so, Spike Lee pick up their crumbs? Because he's not as good. Kelly Wan, he's kickstartering his next movie, I'll have you know. Or he wants to get. Maybe it's like, okay, I want to get. Everyone wants to be a different thing. Like, everyone wa- I want to be the live action hybrid director. And maybe he wants to be like, I can remake America. I can make it digestible to urban youth. I can make old boy with Josh Brolin speak to everyone, especially when you see my Charlton Copley interpretation. <laughs> He's going to be... There's so many Charlton Copleyas out there just dying to see this movie. You know, <laughs> uh, how, did we, how did we feel about Elizabeth Olsen? 
you know, like, again, she's always good. I've never seen her. I didn't like Silent House, but she's great in it. She's always been great in every movie I've seen, I think. So she was great in this. So you've got that to say for it. She's great in a, in a terrible role that is, like you said, she's the convenience that he has to do this thing with, which is completely unconvincing. But she has to also be the red herring or the non-red herring. She's the herring. Alice <laughs> is the red one. <laughs> Um, and then she, you know, she, you see a lot of her in this movie. I can't complain about What do about you mean, Kelly Wand? Yeah. Her noblins. She's got a lot of screen time, you're saying. Well, I'm saying I saw the M&Ms. So, you know. Did I see them in Mary Magdalene's Pospostrolans? Come on, give us one correct reading of that movie's title, Kelly Wand. I know you Mary can do it. Martha May Marlene. Say it again. Mary Martha May Marlene. Oh, you're close. So close. I think you actually can't do it. It's like Simon, that game with the four colors. <laughs> what movie did I see recently where a Simon came out? Simon said. Oh my God, Kelly Wand, I, this is your. Oh, you're in so much trouble. Continue. We'll talk about this later. Maybe what? I'm trying to think. Is there a bridge in this movie where I can mention? No. Oh my God, that much trouble to where? Ah, oh, this is. It's gotta happen tonight. Like that much. You hate me that much or something right now. And it's related to Elizabeth Olsen? No, it's not. It's related to Simon. <laughs> <That toy. laughs> I'm in trouble for Simon, all right. Not Merlin, and not 2XL. Uh, before, let's wrap up with old Wait, boys. So, Tom, yes, did you yes. think she was she was good in this? Oh, yeah, she's great. And it's I, and so is Josh Brolin. He's great. I love watching oh. him. Sam Jackson uh, is, is ridiculous, but he sure. seems to be hired to be ridiculous a lot. Uh, I, 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 you know, I, I really like her. I really like Josh Brolin. I wasn't convinced about Charlotte Copley. Um, but yeah, I was sad that they were in such an awful movie. I don't get Josh Brolin's characterization. I honestly don't get it. Uh, seems so self-assured and confident as he's walking through this movie uh, and doing and on his whatever he's doing, figuring out a mystery or vengeance. <laughs> he doesn't seem to have any. He doesn't seem to carry the twenty years at all. Well, I mainly mean uh, just look good. Well, he looks great and <laughs> he looks confident and self-assured, but. I, he doesn't seem like he's been in a room for 20 years in solitary confinement. Right, right. And that's fine with it. Yeah, I, I was watching this thing, and hey, there's Llewellyn Moss from No Country for Old Men. I love that guy. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and part of the p- point is that he's been he's been drugged and gassed for 20 years. And why did, oh, why did we it. move from 15 to 20 years? Are Americans not able to divide by five? Can We can only divide by like- two. When they do a montage, it's like, time's passing. It's always a president taking the oath. Like, oh, yeah, remember? That's very it's, American, Kelly Wand. That's how you establish... That's the only the thing that happened. Movie. Right, and also... 9-11, Katrina. Hello, Kelly Wand. There is, there is a 9-11 shot in the, in the original. Ah, very good. See? Slavish. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well uh, done. <laughs> so they didn't fake that. They just faked uh, the mystery show. But the, uh, right, 9-11 did actually happen. This was not. You're showing real news. <laughs> what if the real news was going to fuck up there? Never mind. Kelly, did I don't, this movie teach you anything about like relationships? Well, they only had sex once, which didn't stop me and my grandpa from still going duck hunting afterwards. Still to put on the hat. One, two, three, not only you and me. Got 180 duck trees and I'm caught in between. One, two, three, beat upon every that was disgusting. Yeah. Very disappointing. I apologize. All right, so I watched a movie called The Island. 
Oh, the Michael Caine one. Yeah. Michael Bay or Michael Caine? I love that movie. No, not the Michael Bay. Michael Caine one is directed by Michael Ritchie. Um, Really? I thought... Yeah, yeah. I thought you told me something about it. Oh, you didn't like it? Oh, no. I love the island. You're mad at me for that? That is with Simon? Simon's in the island? I'm pretty sure it was the island. At some point, they're... Don't they find when they're when they raid one of the sailboats and they're carrying away all the booty from it? One of the one of the wacky pirates is playing with a Simon. Really, I, I got to so. see. Thanks for making me want to see it again, even oh more than. God, what did you like about it? What are you talking about? Let it me... was so goofy. Come on, it's great. Dingus, do you know the premise of the island? It's based on a Peter Benchley novel. <laughs> Michael Ritchie. It came out in the mid seventies, so I, you know. Uh, I think. Do you know this, the premise of this movie, Dingus. No, no, I, I remember having the novel lying around my house and Arr. like a knife on the cover or something. Right. You think it's going to be some grim thing about pirates or something? And, and early on, there's like a really gory kill where some people on a boat get killed. But then when you actually find the pirates. The crew guy? The crew guy takes on the pirates? Yeah. That's after the movie has become a comedy, Kelly Wand. It's so. What's your point? It's not funny. Like so yeah. Mike Kane gets kidnapped by the pirates. He's yeah. with his son. Yes. The pirate, the David Warner pirate, is going to appropriate his son, Michael Kane's son, to be his own. Right. Like Hook. It's like Hook, but serious. Even. No, it's not serious. It's goofy. It's better they, than Hook. These pirates are like something from musical theater. Or they're like something from the third Road Warrior movie, where they're all wacky and lovable. He owns them. That's why Michael Caine fucking kicks their asses, because he's a real pirate. He doesn't kick their ass. They all happen to be sitting in And he sneaks up to a machine gun and machine them all. I know, because they're fucking dumbass. Pirates weren't smart. That's where Jack Aubrey comes in. The whole premise, apparently when Peter Benchley wrote the novel, is yeah. he thought, hey, what if there was a, a, a society of, like, they haven't evolved, they haven't changed since the, the 18th century. It's like uh, The Village, except with Michael Caine. Continue. <sighs> but, and they, so they talk funny. Like, that's their whole thing. They talk that's, funny and they're lovable. and Shoot martial arts guys like pirates would. Oh, right? I really thought I was in for some weird 70s gory... Movie. Or is there a girl in that movie? Yeah, yeah. So he's, you know, the one girl. They they need him to reproduce, to impregnate the one girl. <laughs> the pirates hate fucking. Well, the thing is, they've been inbred for so long that the children that they have are simpletons. They're, they're, I can picture that. So, so they need a new, they need to kidnap a new breeding stud. And for whatever reason, this is Michael Caine. And, no, they want a kid, and they just wanted to kill Michael Caine. But he was too foxy for him, like in Death Trap, but on the high seas. Oh, I couldn't but, believe this. You know, he's pippy uh, I love the way you say it's Death Trap. The trail. The trail. Tom. <laughs> Come on, what? I'm so bummed you didn't like it. You uh, didn't watch it right. I should have been there with you. You didn't watch it. Did Dingus see it? No, no, Dingus would uh, Dingus can't. I would I not let him. had reminded you of it. Which and you still don't like it even after the Simon thing. Like that's not enough to make you like the surrounding ninety minutes. Ever, it's terrible. It's like nothing you've ever seen. The pirate or the the island? Yeah, yeah. It's like Hook. It's that serious. It's that. No. It's, it's a goofy pirate. Yeah, it's lovable wacky pirates. No, they kill martial artists. Not really. The martial artist guy is a, is a lark too. He's a clown. It's clowns fighting. Yeah. If, if Kelly one, if you like clowns clown. like bopping each other on the head, this is a perfect movie. Yeah, they skewer the, him on the head like they should with real clowns. That spice it up. Well, clowns shoot each other, I notice, and that's supposed to be funny. 
With like but, with like squirt guns and hidden in flowers. No, these guns. Don't they? <laughs> it, it has a little flag with the word boom on it that un, unfurls. But you hear a loud noise, and the thing doesn't do that unless it was a real bullet. It's just a bullet, and the bang thing comes out afterwards to defuse. Oh, I didn't realize that. I see. To sort of apologize for shooting someone. Right. And they also asphyxiate in the car. Let's do a three by three instead of what? Kelly Wan trying to trying to defend the island. I would rather see the Michael Bay the island. How dare you? You yeah. don't mean that. I take do. It take it. Charlotte Johansson is not is is a very attractive young lady. She's in the Michael Bay the island. Dwayne Johnson is also in a Michael Bay movie called Get in Game. Oh yes, Dwayne Johnson, right? Yeah, he's a better actor than Harrison Ford, as we re- repeatedly remind folks on this podcast, because we all agree with that. Dingus, what is this week's three by three? This is Bridges, not <laughs> Jeff Bridges. <laughs> that's Dingus's contribution. That's right, gibberish. So I, I introduced it last week because we were talking about Margin Call, uh, ah. which was directed by J.C. Chandor, who also directed the movie we watched last week uh, called um, All Is Lost. And in Margin Call, Stanley Tucci's oh. character talks about this bridge that he designed, uh, I think from West Virginia to Virginia, maybe to Pennsylvania, I'm not sure which, um, that saved all of this time and money. And he was just, he was an engineer. And he was just talking about how great this bridge was. And I, it sort of occurred to me that there's there's a beauty in the design of bridges, and it's often used to great effect in movies. So this, these are your favorite movie bridges. I might have done this wrong. Uh, Kelly Wand, <laughs> why don't you start us out? What's your number three favorite movie bridge? Wait, Kelly Wand, you're doing next week's 3x3. Three three. You're introducing it. So start us out with your number three pick for a movie bridge. Dude, Michael Caine's character was like Robert Redford's in the uh, island, or in All Is Lost. That's who you're basically disarming. No, he wasn't, because they don't even get like on a, a boat. They, they land He's on that same trip. level of competent. What? Love Michael Caine didn't, did he? No, yeah, they fly an airplane to the pirate. Well, that's even more complicated than a boat, so he's smarter in a way. He's not even flying the plane. He's riding in the plane. Batman the, the got pilot, blown up in his plane, the and pilot, Michael Caine <laughs> told us he was alive. He lied. The and pilot of the plane in the island is so bad that he blows the plane up just landing it. Because he didn't need it. He had a boat going home. He's he just going to take one off the pirates. All right, if you say so. He won. He got everything at the end. He got the girl. I mean, she might have died, but he still has her body. Nope. And he got the ship and the, and the kid. And he used a Coast Guard. And this, by the way, this Coast Guard vessel had a, a big old machine gun mounted in a way that you can use the machine gun to shoot the people who are actually on the boat. Normally, they don't do that. The machine guns are for shooting people who are like out in the water away from the boat. This machine gun was mounted in such a way that if anybody you didn't like landed on your helicopter deck, you could shoot them with the machine gun. No, because he'd EMP'd it. What? He dropped an EMP on a... Kelly, why give me a bridge. Your favorite, your third favorite. Not as good what? as your second favorite. Not as good as your first favorite. When the pirate got the assignment out, did he go, pieces of four? Because it's got four colors. <laughs> four lights. Right. Kill wand. Uh, my number three bridge is the River Kwai, because it's the best bridge, because it also gets blown up. And it's a metaphor for shit. And there's a song to it. Name better bridge gets all those three. I bet you can't. It's like American Remake. No American remake of River Kwai. Why exactly? <laughs> when? Why can't all Kelly Wan's picks be as well presented that, as that one? I won. You're welcome, David Lean. David Lean, if he'd heard that, he would have gone, fuck you, Robert Bolt. I've got a true maestro to finish this shit. Uh, uh, did no, Alec Guinness no. mean to blow up the bridge? 
Exactly. Uh, that's my uh, not to be confused with the Great Escape one. Uh, all right, well then let's uh, bridge over the River Kwai. Uh, I wonder meant to blow it up. You don't think he did? Are we going to have another? He's saying this Michael Caine revisited because he's also British. I haven't seen it in long enough. I remember having a very strong opinion on this, and I'm not sure what it was. <laughs> what you didn't like? Whoa, whoa! No, no, no I love the movie. No, he, I, I remember having on a very the strong... on the controversy on the controversy. Yeah. whether he did it on purpose or just yeah. fell on it. Well, it could fun. have been Obi Wan. That's Michael Caine talking. So I'm going to go just for lack of not recalling. <laughs> got to say he did not mean to blow it up. What? Do you really believe that, or are you just being contrarian because you're upset because you really like the island and the <laughs> demon that possesses you? I need to see it again to remember, dadgummit. <sighs> you don't like Old Boy, you don't like the island. What do you like? American movies. Ew. Don't what? English it's clearly his dying, it's his dying act of valor. That's to accidentally fall on the... on the Not an accident. He's dying and he falls on it on purpose. Just like oh, Michael Caine blows up his plane. He went through all this work. Will you stop with it. Michael Caine and the island? Jesus. Just like when stop, he blows up his plane. Let's talk about Jaws the Revenge now. Isn't Jaws it awesome how he swims over to her and his shirt dries? Yeah, and he blew up a plane, and that's because that dried the water. The I cannot believe you guys have seen Jaws the Revenge. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have. No, I saw it blowing up that shark with the boat. I'm bringing up Jaws Revenge. Because it's also a fourth movie. That time it was personal when I made that movie. I made it it my personal choice over Hannah and her sisters the same year. (laughs) Stupid Oscars. Uh, My number three favorite bridge is, and I couldn't tell you what the bridge looks like, but it gets a lot of screen time. Uh, The set piece at the beginning of Final Destination 5 is all about how terrifying bridges are, which they're not, really. But assuming they are are terrifying? They're terrifying. Yeah. The Vincent Thomas one, the one that uh, people cannot drive. Scott went off of that thing's fucking. Well, the bridge isn't terrifying. It's the it's being up high is terrifying. That's what you guys are talking about. The bridge when you're saying that, you'd be like a little girl. I'm not scared of bridges. What? I'm scared. I, I'm as scared of in, as anyone. You're not of scared of the ocean either, because you and that to me is scary too. So I'm scared of both altitudes, and you're scared of either altitude. <laughs> <laughs> no, altitudes are scary, but there's nothing inherent about a bridge that's frightening. If well, you were up high in a, a window washer scaffolding, that would be just as terrifying. It has nothing to do with the thing that's holding you up high. Yeah, because the cliff's holding you up high in an earthquake. But you're like, fuck this, scary. But the bridge in Final Destination Five. Uh, no bridge, because it reminded me of the Mothman bridge, which I also. Well, I think it. Yeah, I think either the Mothman and there was some notorious infrastructure incident where a bridge in. I want to say Missouri, Michigan. Oh, Michigan? Okay, so I, I'm going to guess that the state began with an Spence M, uh, where it collapsed and several people died, and I think that's what they were playing on with Final Destination Five, is they thought, oh, now people are frightened of bridges. So there's a big elaborate set piece where a bunch of people who aren't famous and David Keckner get killed by the bridge. Yeah, he got oil poured on him. But wait, um, hey, you, you saw it? I saw that part and then I saw the end, and you ruined the end for me, you jerk. I did. You were, in the, you were in the twist of the. Oh, movie. that's right. Wait, is that where? Is that? Uh, I guess that I should have. Really. Yeah. What the fuck? That was a great twist too. The way they did it at the end, you go, oh, I can't. And then I felt like not only gypped of the movie, but like really, Tom didn't like that. What a jerk Tom is. All right. Well, I won't ruin it for people listening. I'll do that. No, but also the thing about the Final Destination Five opening—it's like the third out of five that they have cars at the beginning. 
in the first premonition one. So I thought maybe it was a little return of the Jedi ish to go back to the automotive, even though, yeah, it's on a bridge. As you you can't beat the, is it the second one it's, that has uh, the freeway, uh, pile? Yeah, that's, that's a good the, one. That's, that's the best, better. That's the best final destination, uh, set piece. Yeah. The freeway one. Yeah, that, that's yeah. a good one. All right, Dingus, what's your favorite final destination? And not on a bridge and therefore stuck. I'm guessing Dingus has seen zero Final Destination movies. Am I right, Dingus? Which is uh, is that was did Catherine Bigelow direct that one? <sighs> so um, you don't get any sort of a tug like when you're driving across a really big tall bridge. Mm-hmm. You don't get any sort of tug of fear at all. Well, if it's up the tall part, being up in the air, but no, not. But you're 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 also over water, and you're on a bridge, yeah. and you're driving, and you're at speed, and you're starting to traffic. I mean, uh, I don't. I'm not afraid of heights, uh, and I don't. I'm not really. I don't consider bridges scary. But there's a, there's this thing like when you're driving, especially especially back east, when there's a lot of a lot of bridges that go over so many, and and they're so convoluted, they can go really high at a high angle, and and there might be a, an upper level that goes over that. And I always think of the San Francisco, San Francisco earthquake when I'm driving on one of those, and I'm thinking of just that that sense of like, uh, if anything could happen when you're driving on a bridge, and I'm not afraid of them necessarily, but when you're on it, don't you feel like this little tug? Some more than others. I, I mean, I didn't. I didn't set up this this topic to talk about fear of bridges in in, in any way. I mean, I don't think my my you know my my choices don't really deal with fear except for number two. Well, but, no different from, for instance, a clover leaf. You know, when you're on a clover leaf that's got the narrow uh, lane uh, and it's raised not... up high. I mean, that yeah, you're up high. Oh, you're I get a totally car. different feeling when I'm over water yeah. on this bridge. That especially if they're like overlapping and and. Uh, it's just a weird feeling. Do you guys know how Funny. to escape from a car that that sinks into the water? I should, as a public open service announcer. What open is it, Kelly? Want open the window and swim upwards. Yeah, yeah. Wait until, yeah. Uh, wait until you've you've stabilized like what's up and what's down. Then roll down the window um, <laughs> and let the water flow in, and then get out. Don't try to fight the door. Push it open because the water's going to push it closed. You have to let the car fill with water before you swim out. So if either of you or any listeners is in a car that goes over into the water. Just remember what Tom Chick told me. I just wait till I hit the I can't bottom. Wait you roll down a window with your like little electronic. <laughs> I know. Hope that it didn't short out. Uh, <laughs> you may have just saved six lives. I remember you got like from some video game company. Didn't you get one of those like tools that's supposed to? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Seat belt and break the window. Yeah, it's a. It was like a multi-tool that you could right cut your seatbelt with the what? blade, and then you could wrap it up against the windshield to to break the glass and swim out if your car went in the water. Yeah. And do you leave that at home or in your car? <laughs> like James Franco? Man, where is that? Yeah, if I go over to the, into the well, drink, I'm just... it to me because I needed to open that can of peaches. <laughs> like James Franco. But the two-lane bridges are freakier than those, like Golden Gate and that shit. That's like a real. You just pretend you're like not above water. But the Vincent Thomas all avoid because it's fucking freaky. You know, the the flat bridges don't bother me at all. It's just those bowed bridges. Where you can't see the other side. I don't like that shit. It doesn't bother me. It's just that there's this little tug at my subconscious. Not, not at my subconscious. It's just like, like, what could happen? What could happen? What could happen? I usually just panic when I get to the top and start fishtailing and swerving. <laughs> to let others know that I'm a little upset. 
and I should be helped. <laughs> well, Dingus, what is this tool? With right, sorry, my, my number. I look forward to hearing your scary at, one at number two. But yeah, what's your number three? You're not gonna, you're not gonna care for it. But my, my number three is just, it's just uh, totally sentimental, and it's kind of, um, it's, it's kind of just as a reaction to not being able to mention it in your black and white topic since you chose 1980 as the cutoff. Oh, I'm going to get uh, you back with my... So I'm just choosing that iconic, oh. beautiful moment from Manhattan after their first date where they're sitting on the bench looking at the Brooklyn Bridge. Because I, I... One of the reasons I chose this topic is because when Stanley Tucci is talking about this in Margin Call, I just find bridges to be such a beautiful uh, example of engineering. It's just an... an I cannot get my mind around it because my mind doesn't work that way. I don't have an engineering brain. I have a mathematical brain. So the idea of how you would create a bridge um, is phenomenal to me. Uh, and so I've been drawn to them as beautiful architectural creations. So it's that beautiful, misty, just as Dawn is approaching shot of uh, of Albie Singer and Annie Hall sitting on that bench as the Brooklyn Bridge is being lit up in the morning and they're talking about how beautiful the city is. And that bridge is just incredibly gorgeous. Um, and I can't get over how gorgeous it is. It doesn't have anything to do... I mean, the other two are... Uh, my other two choices have to take place on bridges for other reasons, but this is just me... Uh, indulging myself is a beautiful bridge. That scene would be so much better if you could see the bridge in color. Oh, you're right. Damn. Or if they were on it instead of staring at it. <laughs> hey, let's get up on that bridge. It's beautiful. Because <laughs> if you're on the island with Michael Caine, it's way different than if you're watching <sighs> starring Michael Caine. Kelly, what is your number two favorite bridge in a movie? Uh, my number two, I'm going to do a quote. Ready? I heard you were dead. <laughs> Oh, awesome. I love this one. Ah, it's a great bridge. It's my number two. You, well, you know, maybe I'll change my number two. It's a real bridge, too. Uh, my quote would have they been... they shoot it there? Uh, they just pretend they shoot it there? No, they can't shoot oh, that there. Well, it didn't look like the real thing. But I thought it was when I was 11, but go on. Um, my quote would have been, hey, 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 diagram to the bridge. <laughs> yeah, like they're look. I know, I love that. Do you remember how the taxi, too, blows up? It exactly. I know, exactly half, right? It's like a little breakaway tap. I love, too, that Diggis has no idea what we're talking about. He does. No, he doesn't. What? There's no way Diggis knows this movie. Come on, Diggis. At this, at this age, he was busy like reading the Bible and being in Sunday school and not being it's allowed to listen to heavy metal. Um, Diggis, do you know what we're talking about? Prison of what? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, never mind. Well, now yeah. you gave of it away. Of course I know what you're talking about. It's a great bridge, and it's a great drive, too, but never mind. Poor cabbie. All right. Well, folks listening who may not know, Kelly Wan, tell them what this number two favorite bridge is. Uh, blame it on Rio, where Michael Caine goes. Uh, with the Michael Caine already. God. <laughs> he's uh, in Escape from New York, and it's not him, actually. It's uh, Kurt Russell. So, yeah, they've, they've, they've blown all the bridges to Manhattan. <laughs> I like how you always go, Bron Wand, let me do this. <laughs> so that those... <laughs> so that I always agree. Let me, <laughs> take, let me take the wheel. Yeah, Manhattan right, is now Prison start. Island. Uh, all the prisoners are put on Manhattan, and they blew up all the bridges so the prisoners couldn't get out. They put a wall around it, but they did leave one bridge, and they they seeded it with with mines, with landmines. So if you try to escape across it, you'll you'll blow up. Uh, and there's one person who has the diagram to the landmines that uh, Snake Plissken has to get so that he can <laughs> escape from New York. Wait, Brain dies because he's looking at the diagram instead of heeding it. 
And he's, I said left. And then he like, the bomb blows him into the air. And then he has a stripe of blood on his cheek. But remember in fucking I Am Legend when they blow all the bridges out? And then the end of the movie, fucking, uh, the Ted McGinley movies, uh, what's her name? Braga, Alice Braga is like driving across the bridge. <laughs> Fuck you, I Am Legend. <laughs> That's dumb. I want to murder you, that movie. Tell you what, when you blow all the bridges, you tend to leave one of I, them. What? What's usually, the point? Usually bow. Didn't you see uh, Dark Knight Rises? Wait, which one was If it doesn't have islands in it, I don't see it. That's my rule, Tom. Well, that's my number two as well, Kelly. Escape from New York. A great bridge. And for some reason, it really did look like... If we look at it now, it looks so fucking cheap, but it's like, when I was a kid, it really, I could believe, wow, they really fucking, Kelly Wand, it cost uh, a fortune to do this whole yeah, bridge. Kelly Wand, uh, kids are easy to trick. And the whole shit goes down there. Everybody dies on that bridge. Yeah, Adrian Barbeau. Can you Adrian me? Barbeau dies on the bridge. Ugh. A lot of, so a lot of, hot. a lot of people, a lot of good people died getting you out. What do you have to say about that? Oh, I uh, for sure something uh, I gotta go. So thing. does Snake Plissken basically cause the world to like by by no, disarmament talks uh, by not giving the president the correct tape? What what is the fallout globally from what Snake Plissken has done? Escape from L.A. happens. Oh God! So in a way, he's the worst. Person. I saw Escape from L.A. once in the theaters when it came out, and I feel like I should go back and see it again. Should I? His basketball yeah. shot, he didn't. He did a Sigourney Weaver, and he actually made it. Oh, God, that's right. There's basketball. And there's surfing. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. With Peter Fonda. Yeah, Peter Fonda <laughs> surfing. Oh, that's. I mean, remember how awful that CG was? Or whatever H. It was. awesome in the first movie, and Peter Fonda. It's, isn't that weird? It's like you can put Adrian Burbo way above Peter Fonda in the same trilogy. Unfortunately, I just think of that drive. On the bridge as a as a video game level now, I, I feel terrible about by thinking of that. But you, no you know, shame in that dingus. Yeah, but I didn't think of it then. Obviously, it's GTA level. And I saw it on Laserdisc. Oh, I loved that remember? so much. I remember seeing Escape from New York on Laserdisc over and over again at a friend's house. All right, dingus, you can be one of us. We'll let you. We'll let you be in the club. <laughs> one of us. <laughs> Well, Dingus, then what is a, a, a scary bridge, a bridge that frightens you? Give us a quote from the movie that features a bridge that frightens you. All right. Uh, here's a quote from it. Yeah, but if a train comes, there's nowhere else to go. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> this talks about another Stephen King adaptation. That's right. What was the name of the book? Uh, the Body? Yeah, very good. You love uh, That's a good one. Cause a that's not the name of the movie, the Rob Reiner movie. What's that called, Dingus? That's called Stand By Me. Stand By Me. The Stand By Me. Get the it? Stand By Me. I love this bridge, and I love I love it because it uh, it's sort of a uh, once you go out there, you can't come back moment. Uh, and it's it's terrifying. It's a terrifying bridge when they're walking out there because you know what's going to happen. You know exactly what's going to happen. If you're fat Jerry O'Connell, you're sobbing. Is the train – is that that part? Yeah, and he drops his comb. So sad. Mm. Oh. I love that bridge. I really love – I love the way it looks. I love that it's uh, made of wood and that it's a train track bridge. Um, I love that – I love the implications of it, and I love I, – I, the only thing I hate is that – is the way that, that Rob Reiner shoots them jumping off of it at the end and just, like, rolling into the bushes. I think that's really a cop-out and terribly filmed 
Um, but just, just the aspect of them being trapped on this bridge that's a train track bridge and then the train coming. I, I just, I love the way that looks and it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful bridge. All right. What's it called? Uh, it's called the, uh, the Snake River Bridge. The The Snake Snake River. River. Gorge Bridge. Sidewinder. The Snake River Gorge Rattles. Snake River Gorge Battles. Did you read Nose for A2 by Joe Hill? You're lucky, key guy. All right, everyone. I know you're not asking me. You're asking Dingus. No, after the island, you have, I have no respect for anything you read. Um, <laughs> even if I recommend it to you, I lose respect for it once you read it. If it's not by Patrick O'Brien, I haven't read it. Oh, dude, reverse the metal. It's fucked. It's so fucked. Well, Kelly, what's your favorite bridge from a movie? Um, Dingus is going to enjoy this. I'm going to do a quote from it. Uh, ich bin Oiland in Dolphins. Dingus, did you love that? I did. I always love it when Kelly Wan does languages and racial stereotypes. Oh, wait, which race was I? Uh, Swedes. I think that I think that was your Asian. Hmm. Oh, I thought it was Swedes. I hear that a lot, but never about accents. It was the one in Troll Hunter with the guy in the diving bell suit. Ah, very good. Oh, I love that bridge. Remember, and there's a troll under it. Yeah, so that's like. It's a good, good bridge, good diving bowl. See, Dingus came to memory. Kelly Wan, when he puts his mind to it, he can come up with a really good one. He really can. I put my mind to it. Troll hunter. I didn't put my mind to that one. Is that one word like old boy or two words, Kelly? Uh, it's diving bell. <laughs> um, uh, my favorite movie bridge is the bridge that features a couple of times in the movie In the Bedroom, uh, where... Uh, you have to stop at this bridge. It's a. It's not a drawbridge. So I don't know what you would call it. Uh, and in order for the traffic has to stop, and then a man has to run out to the middle of it and put a big old gear into a socket and walk around it like clockwise. And meanwhile, the bridge itself turns counterclockwise until it's perpendicular to the road, but uh, parallel with the river, and a and a boat goes past it. So it doesn't raise or lower. It's not that kind of drawbridge. It's a turn bridge or whatever. Uh, and it's used at a couple of key moments and in the bedroom, including after the characters have decided to do what they do at the end of the movie. Um, and there's a moment where Tom Wilkinson is sitting there watching the guy operate this weird little turn drawbridge thing, whatever you call it. Um, but I love how distinct it is. You've never seen a bridge like that before. And I love how... Is it Todd Phillips who directed that? I confuse him with the guy who did like old school in those terrible Will Ferrell movies. That's Todd, Todd Fields. Todd, Todd Fields. Thank you, Dingus. Thank you. Wait, I thought he played Willis. Uh, I don't know who that is. A different stroke. That's Gary Oldman you're thinking of. He's my favorite Bridges. Uh, but I love how much Todd Fields obviously also loved this bridge and how much screen time he gave to it uh, and how it figures in at a couple of important points at the movie because they have to drive past the bridge, by the way, to uh, do a particular deed at the end of the film. Uh, and then they have to come back by that same bridge and wonder if the bridge operator is going to remember that they did that. See, you're so anti-spoiler, and you've only seen three movies in French, so it's like all your choices have to be very couched in general Mad Libs terms. <laughs> Wait, I've only it's seen a three frustrating movies. way to live. 
Yeah, yeah in the bedroom, in the bedroom. It's not a French movie. Vinyan and uh, <laughs> the island. You guys don't remember that drawbridge and in, in the bedroom? The little yeah, of course. Drawbridge. I think it's a great choice. Yeah. There's a drawbridge and in, in the bedroom? Well, it's not a drawbridge. I don't know what you call it. I just it's described it. It's huge, a turn They have bridge. a huge bedroom. Um, it's a hmm. turny bridge. All right, so there you go. There's my number one. Dingus, what is your favorite bridge? And maybe you can give us a quote from the movie. Uh, I'd be happy to. Uh, remember when we were 22, we used to F-U-C-K like three times a day. Okay, but what's your favorite line from the movie? <laughs> Good point, Kelly. Uh, 22. That's a good gimme. I don't think you've seen it, Kelly. Okay. Have I seen it? Yes. Okay, zapped. You made me see it, actually. You're, you're the reason I saw this movie. And oh. who, who has that line? What, what actor says that line? Uh, that line is said by an actor who also played Spider-Man. <laughs> John Spider-Man. Is there a bridge in Boy A? Uh, not that Spider-Man. Francis Ha, because I haven't seen it, so maybe that's what it is. Is there a bridge in uh, uh, the thing where Michael Douglas is a professor? Oh, uh, Wonder Boys. Wonder Boys, yeah. Uh, no, but this character meets, meets Ray Liotta on the bridge. Oh, dingus! <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to know what this movie is or anything about it other than... That happens in every movie. Raccoons. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's what? a great bridge. Man, I don't remember that line. What's the line again, dingus? Reindeer uh, games. Remember we were 22, we used to F-U-C-K three times a day. Um, this is just Toby Maguire. <laughs> Anyway, the reason I love this, and it has to take place on a bridge, I, I kind of tried to do that, but it's really weird. Uh, so Vegas, you've been you've been just you've been looking for some kind of three by three where you could mention this scene, haven't you? Yes, I have. <laughs> he, he did that twice. <laughs> um, so uh, one character gets uh, what's the word? Um, Mentioned in a podcast, blackmailed. <laughs> Blackmailed? Uh, I guess it blackmailed, yeah. I was. <laughs> Did you just pick that at random? I was thinking of the E word, but I can't remember what the E word is. Extortion. Extortion, but blackmail is fine. Um, e word. Uh, a character is. Uh, Toby Maguire is. Um, extorted. Extorted by Ray Liotta and has to, uh, like. Be extorted from. Mortgage his house or go into the equity of his house to get all of the cash that he needs to get to pay this character, uh, to pay Ray Liotta. And they meet on a bridge where, when he pays, (laughs) (laughs) pays Ray Liotta. And, and, uh, Tom McGuire has been sleeping with Ray Liotta's wife. And, and so Ray Liotta blackmails him and says, you need to pay me a hundred thousand dollars. I think it's hundred thousand, and meet me at this bridge and give me the cash, and it's got to be cash. Until McGuire shows up, he's only been able to come up with I don't know seventy-five thousand or some some amount of it, and he's and he hands him this cash. He's he's mortgaged his house or double mortgaged it, or he's gotten the the equity out of his home for this cash, and he hands it over to Ray Liotta, and Ray Liotta then proceeds. <laughs> I love this moment to, to just throw the cash over the over the bridge into the water, and it just goes fluttering down into the water. And Ray Liotta then proceeds to tell him, "This is what you could have done. You could have just told me the truth. You could have just been you just you could have just come clean about it, and you wouldn't have had to deal with it." And there's in it, the cash. I just love that image of Ray Liotta and Tobey Maguire on this bridge, and Ray Liotta throwing the cash over the bridge. 
It's a great Ray Liotta scene. Like, you, you sort of watch the details, and you're like, oh, they got him playing another mobster or whatever. And then he has this great scene on the bridge where uh, it, it's it's just like, oh, yeah, Ray Liotta's good. I forgot. What's the fucking movie, bastards? It's called The Details. Sorry. Do you want me to read you the IMDb description, Kelly Wand? Yes. That way I don't have to see it. When a family of raccoons discover worms living underneath the sod in Jeff and Neely's backyard, this pest problem begins a darkly comic and wild chain reaction of domestic tension, infidelity, and murder. (laughs) Wild chain reaction. There were so many good parts of that. Uh, So they play – it's an animated movie about raccoons. Kelly Wan, do you think that, uh, that Laura Linney is hot? Mm, yeah, I didn't at first, but she yeah. grew on me. You'll enjoy, you'll enjoy her take on hot chicks in this movie. Yeah, I think every chick's hot. They're all good. <laughs> I like them all. Especially the queen mother. I know you, I know you like Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. Wait, she's in that? Yeah, she's his I'm wife. I'm a big fan of her. Oh, all right. You could have you had me at hello. You only mentioned her once in the whole bridge thing. <laughs> Bridges have Banks, but you just still didn't mention her. All right, very good, Dingus. We finally got to uh, see him as a teacher. Hello, I listened. <laughs> I'm going to put a star on your little, hold on, in your podcasting profile. My ignorance contributed a few words that were not pertinent. Hello. Uh, before we go to reader submissions, we have a call from uh, Dave Perkins, who's Uh-oh. calling in his 3x3 three three with Bridges. Uh, so, uh, Dave Perkins, That's- take it away. Gentlemen, Mr. Chick, uh, Ms. Wand, and uh, Mr. Uh, hey, it really does talk like that. Uh, sorry. The, uh, the the three of you, thank you so much for inviting me to share with you my favorite bridge. I happen to be standing on it now. This bridge that I once stood on before my guardian angel Clarence. Uh, threw himself off of it to, uh, well, to save me, to save my life. I don't see how I could pick another bridge. Um, but if I had to, I would, I would probably pick the bridge of Grace Kelly's nose, and uh, I believe I'd pick the bridge of the Russian submarine on which I was captain in uh, Hunt for Red October. Well, anyway, gentlemen, uh, thank you so much for letting me phone in my my choices for favorite bridges. I didn't know Oliver Hardy was in Hunt for Red October. <laughs> what do you think, Kelly Wan? You're not the only one who can do voices, huh? Well, I guess he's the only one who can do voices. <laughs> so that was Dave Perkins. I think it was... Uh, Sounds really pissed off at us. He had a three-by-three three that uh, was a, a great comedy of errors, and for whatever reason, uh, in reading his... His emails, I, I think I was inadvertently sounding like uh, J- Jimmy Stewart. And so that's what that was a reference to. Uh, so thank you, Dave. Do we accept those answers, by the way? Bridge? Is that his real voice? I don't think which, so. Which or was he doing here? Or is that his Tom voice? That was his rendition of me inadvertently sounding like Jimmy Stewart, I'm guessing. <laughs> Who's Clarence? There were many layers there. Oh, you probably Are you seen, kidding? Who's yeah, Clarence? Maybe you haven't seen that movie. Even I've seen that movie. Jeez. What? It's like uh, a Christmas movie. The it's life a wonderful, wonderful life. Yeah, Stop. It's a wonderful life. I haven't seen that one. I, you know, I almost chose that, but the, the thing that That's... bothers me, the, the thing that bothers me about that movie, about that bridge, <laughs> is that it doesn't seem like that. It's that dangerous a fall because Clarence commits 
suicide, and then George just George is about to commit suicide. Clarence jumps in instead, and then George just goes, well, I'll just jump in and save him. And so there's not really any danger on that bridge. But I do love that bridge. I almost picked it. But what always bothers me whenever I see that movie is that jumping off a bridge should be a little more dangerous. Well, unless you don't really mean it. Maybe it's just not a sure thing. It's a cry for help. help. (laughs) All right, other reader submissions, Dingus. What do we have? All right, we have Paul Warmer. Warmer? Warmer? Warmer. Hi, guys. I decided to go with non-motor vehicle bridges for my favorite bridge moments. Mm. Number three. There is a nice character moment between all the sword fighting in Highlander as Connor (laughs) McCloud... What? I have no idea what's happening. Continue. ...by Christopher Lambert, Lambert, and Castagliere, played by Hugh Quarshy, Meet mm. on a scenic and very familiar to me footbridge in Central Park. Oh, I thought it was going to be a Scottish bridge, and it's like the Highlander is okay. I was wrong. That's that's the money here. Number two. <laughs> All right. I could not pass up mentioning the scene in Fellowship. Ah, uh, that's good. As Gandalf, awesome. Ian McKellen faces off against a Balrog, played by he doesn't say, of Morgoth. At the bridge of Khazad-dûm in Moria. Is it a bridge though? Or is it like a stair? Although it's the, a bridge, it felt like a bridge. Okay. It's a great bridge. I love this bridges. Bridge. But bridges have to have planks. Uh, if this is a suspension bridge. Wait, but they have to have bar. Oh wait, never mind. Number one, rope bridges are cool. <laughs> For all the flaws in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, the climax uh, that's a good one. counter on the rope bridge between Indy, Dwayne Johnson. And Molaram, Amrish Puri, his well-done scene. Uh, now I want to change one of my picks. That's how you pronounce Dwayne? Yes. I, that I, was a great bridge. And yeah. it was so, it was a great, I go, wait, this is going to be as good as an arc melting the faces of Nazis. But it kind of was in a weird way. Like That's, uh, that's my two cents on that bridge. Well, I think those are clever choices. I like that. Uh, next, we have Edward Jekyll. Thanks for the great podcast last week. You're welcome, Edward. Uh, for this week's 3x3, three three, I, I decided I would try to find my three favorite bridges that were important to the plot of the movie they show up in. I resisted the urge to break the topic and just do three favorite spaceship bridges mm-hmm. or members of the Bridges family. Mm. <laughs> Number three. The bridge or lack of over the Clayton Ravine in Back to the Future Part 3. Ugh. The fact the bridge is not built yet provides a major threat in the climactic scene of the movie, when our heroes Marty McFly and Emmett Brown are using a train to push their time machine up to the requisite 88 miles per hour to send it forward from, ni- from 1885 to 1985, where the bridge is complete. I just love the image when I first saw this as a kid of the time machine's trail of fire extending out over the ravine, where the bridge track should be. This one's kind of a cheat, I realize. Why? Because it's not a bridge. Uh, but it's where a bridge will be. Yeah. It's a pre-bridge. It's like it's, choosing... It's a bridge a, to the future. It's like choosing a tattoo that's been removed for a tattoo. Or that you it's haven't like, gotten yet. Mm. Right. Yeah, it's like uh, calling a fetus Cary Grant. Or a shotgun star, a scar, a tattoo. Number two, the rope bridge during the storm in Sorcerer, 
Ooh. Ah, uh, fuck. That's the one that uh, the Indiana Jones pick made me think of. Yeah, damn. Uh, oh, shit, that's the best one. You know what? There's always a listener one where I just go, my list is stupid. That's why we, it was have stupid awesome. before that. we have awesome listeners that are smart. A tree even hits that bridge. God, that bridge. A whole tree flows into that bridge. That's the... <sighs> but it was all CG. It was all fake, right, Kelly? Yeah, that's true. That's why it failed at the box office. Because it was <laughs> looking. That is it's really good pick. I like this. Uh, the scene as Roy Scheider drives his truck full of nitroglycerin over an old rope bridge that is being tossed about by a raging storm is quite intense, and when I first watched it, I wasn't sure how the scene would play out. I love the bridge for how flimsy and weak it looks and how insane it seems to drive this heavy truck over a suspended rope bridge. That's great. Great choice, Edward. All right, number one. The bridge on the River Kwai. <laughs> in, in, oh, the bridge in the River Kwai. Uh, the movie's whole plot revolves around the construction and destruction of this bridge. LPWs in World War II are forced to construct this bridge by their captors. And one of them, Lieutenant Colonel Nicholson, becomes obsessed with finishing the bridge and making sure it's utmost quality, despite it being the enemy's bridge, creating a situation where he actively works against the Allied forces trying to destroy it. On top of its importance to the plot, I love the look of this traditional railroad bridge made out of bright wood instead of di- dark iron or steel. Edward makes no – he makes no choice as to whether it was on purpose or not. Well, it's good either way. Yeah. I, I think it was on purpose, though. I think Tom's done. Uh, Ed, Edward also – or Ed also into, has a runner-up at the Golden Gate Bridge in If You Do, if you do a Kill. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, does anything happen to it, or did they just? Well, the, yeah, fight well, there's, a, there's a great that. fight on top of it. Uh, it's, it's not a great fight. I don't think great. Yeah, there's an axe, and somebody falls off. That's it. You just described everything that happens in it. <laughs> I know it's terrible, except slower than it happens. No, but it's there. All right, so uh, Peter Haynes, cheery greetings from Blighty, home <laughs> of the world-renowned bridge builder William Shakespeare. Ah. Uh, number three, uh, we're carrying three cases each. One is enough to blow out your fire. Six cases will blow out the whole field. That means you don't think all the trucks will make it. One of us is a backup. So, of course, this is Sorcerer again. Well done, Peter. Uh, it is Simply the put, movie. rickety rope bridge plus trucks plus nitroglycerin equals tension. File under good old-fashioned fingernail destruction. Um, well done, Peter. Thank you very much. Uh, number two, my orders say I'm not supposed to know where I'm taking this boat, so I don't. But one look at you, and I know it's going to be hot. What's the line? <laughs> this is from Apocalypse Now. Uh, this is Apocalypse Now, Dolong Bridge Scene. Christmas lights, dropped acid, grenade launchers, the screams of the enemy, haunted faces, darkness, and visions of destruction. File under bridge as portal to hell. Oh, yeah, the lipstick. And number one, oh, wow, good choice. All right, number one for Peter Haynes. Um, his quote is, Although I've decided, uh, although I've dedicated my life to God and his goodness, I secretly love throwing oranges at our priest. <laughs> uh, priest. Tom's awful quiet. I'll pick the other priest. You pick the one with uh, Paul Bettany and the 
hover motorcycles. I'm going to pick the one with uh, Linus Roach. I take mine senior. I outrank Tom. Uh, this is from The Fall. Um, in, the, in the opening titles, we see the bridge, the train, the horse, and the general rushing about, oh, yeah. albeit in beautiful sepia-toned, uh, sepia-tint slow motion, but with little clue as to what the scene is for. Only much later do we learn it depicts the circumstances around the stuntman's hospitalization. The completed film is shown. Stuntman becomes agitated at the sight of the bridge on the screen. By the magic of cinema editing, however, the stuntman lands safely on his horse. He breathes a sigh of relief. He's going to be okay. The bridge, therefore, could have been representative of the stuntman's unsuccessful attempts to cross over from his possible paralysis by ODing on pills fetched by his unwitting child accomplice, while under bridge as suicide metaphor. So, uh, great topic. Uh, Thanks again for the podcast, gents. Oh, the fall. I, I totally forgot that bridge. Yeah. There's some more bridges than I realized. At first, it seemed like a hard topic. But now, I'm just thinking about bridges that explode. It's <laughs> taken forever. Uh, next, we have Fred Bow. Fred and Lynn here with only two submissions this time. Number two, the Rambo Bridge that Sil- Sylvester Stallone <laughs> defiantly crosses in first blood. It was a bridge in a little town, Hope, British Columbia, Canada, that was recently replaced, and there are numerous feral videos of it on YouTube. And his number one, uh, their number one, sorry, Fredlin, the Golden Gate Bridge in Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Since the filmmakers actually use the physicality of the bridge as an integral quasi-character during the ape-human showdown. Hey, in X-Men 3, after Magneto moved the bridge, but then he loses his powers, in quotes, did they move the bridge back without... There's just got to be an easier way to cross that distance. I mean, get a boat. <laughs> or a plane, like Michael Caine. Good Michael Plane. Uh, next, Trevor Carr. Hey, after hearing was wasn't taken off the table, I felt I had to send these in. Uh, most things in here don't react well to bullets. And that's how he spelled it. And so I'm just reading it phonetically. Uh, um, so this is the hunt for October. Thank you, Trevor. Uh, one of my fav- favorite bridges of all time, unlike every other submarine movie, the Red October's Bridge has always seemed huge and well lit. Um, um, what? That's what you meant by bridge? No, it's not, but get used to more. So he is as clumsy as he is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> this is from The Empire Strikes Back. Large, expansive, glowing lights everywhere. Large, triangular windows. Guards direct the bodies of recently retired captains and admirals off screen. I have to go with the bridge of the Super Star Destroyer, Executor. You know what? The Star Trek uh, Abrams one had a bridge on the bridge. Remember the Eric Banyer one? He, like, falls off the bridge. What kind of fucking bridge is that shit? Kelly, you've got the con. <sighs> Uh, we cannot get out. They are coming. Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring. All right, enough joking around. The bridge at Casa Doom is dwarven. No safety railing of any kind. The bridge also does something that all great bridges and movies do. It collapses into a black abyss dramatically. Uh, runner-up... What? Uh, Jeff Bridges, <laughs> Leap of Faith Bridge from Indian Channel Network. All right, Trevor. Thank you, Trevor. <laughs> The problem with having safety rails in a dwarven mine is that the dwarves are so short, they would just fall underneath the rail. Like, you put the rail at a certain height, 
and they would just like walk right under it, and it wouldn't do any you good. You don't think dwarves and fire for themselves? Well, then uh, the they would be too short for people. You just there's no easy way to do it, so you I, just don't bother. I do love how all of the bridges that appear in Star Wars movies have there's there's no rails anywhere. Yeah. I'm sure there's a rail somewhere in a Star Wars movie. How many are there? There's only the one in the Death Star that's doesn't. Aren't Anakin and Padme leaning on a rail when he has that line about sand? Yeah, can they're fly. they're like on, they're at a patio at a restaurant. Oh, right. Okay, it's not a bridge. Good point. But, so who are all the bridges that when they're fighting Darth Maul? There's a where's oh, the yeah, a That's true. Be bothered to put rails up. Well, yeah. A lot of times instead of rails, they just have force walls. <laughs> <laughs> they should. The bridge should be made of force. Huh. But in in Lord of the Rings, not in Star Wars. Hey, uh, the Hobbit, they had that bridge that collapsed under them, and then it just fell, and also in King Kong. The log bridge in King Kong, go. I went, Tom. It's not a bridge, it's a tree that happened oh, to fall across dude. the chasm. A bridge is made out of logs called planks. <laughs> All right. Jack Aubrey would consider you a proper flat for not knowing that. Our next submission. <laughs> Tom, stop being silent. It's funny. To me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure all. out a Kelly Wandism for why I won't see King Kong. I won't see movies that have Kong. And I don't know what, do we, what would Kelly Wand say. I don't see movies with royalty in the title. All right, great. And what was your favorite movie from two years ago? Uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Kelly Wan just got possessive. Killed. Well, that wasn't royalty. The prince's father's time. speech. No, but he's not a real king. He's like a monarch. <laughs> he's, he's a butterfly. That. He's like a peer. He's like a parliamentary peer, like a congressman we have. So Emmett Coffin is our next. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite name ever. Yeah, uh, here are my fe- three favorite bridges in films. Number three, Saving Private Ryan. When the soldiers find Private Ryan, he wants to stay and defend the bridge, which is oh, yeah. the climactic battle over the bridge. Hmm. Oh, geez, you just made me think of another bridge too far. Film too long. Number two, the good, the bad, and the ugly. There is a fight over a bridge during the Civil War, and Clint Eastwood and the other guy have to cross the river that the bridge is over. They blow up the bridge and make their way across the river to the graveyard. And number one, the French connection. The protagonist, Uh, or pronagonist, as I said, is underneath the elevated rail tracks, chasing down a train with a bad guy in it. Mm, yeah, an L is yeah, the bridge. Yeah. I, I appreciate what you're L going is, for, Emmett, but yeah, we can't. Plus, he's it. under it. He's chasing someone under it. That's the exciting part. It's really the... Let's just critique every listener submission until it doesn't work. <laughs> well, that's why they do this. They love they love hearing us say their names. All right, so uh, our final submission. Aaron Vaughn. Um Dear, uh, running kind of late, so you're getting my abridged version of my Three Bridges in Movies. Three, his quote is, googly, 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 go away. Hmm. From the Ghostbusters? Oh. The bridge at the beginning that started the Lee Pace's magical infirmary through the eyes of a fake child actor. Really, I just like the whole cold open, the majesty of this bridge, and the editing around the aftermath of a stunt gone wrong. Uh, Number two, don't worry, I saw Lord of the Rings. I'm not going to end this 17 times. This is from Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I guess I like the movie more than I 
<laughs> I thought that was uh, actually Aaron writing that. And I was like, that's yeah. a good line. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess I like the movie more than I like the bridge. Uh, also, I guess overpasses count as bridges, although I can't see. Wait, just mm. incredulous choices Tom got away with this week. Um, but the final showdown at the end of the movie takes place with Robert Downey Jr. jumping off a bridge to save What's-Her-Face. I also think there's a good use of a corpse in this scene, but that's a three-by-three that has already passed. Poor Michelle Monaghan. Come on, Michelle Monaghan. How hard is that to remember? Yeah, seriously. It's it's alliterative. And she had Michael Keaton throw her cat off of the top of a skyscraper in that, uh, that penthouse movie. Cat? Don't you mean a kite? There's a penthouse movie. Is Bob Guccione in it? No, like a like where Charlotte Copley lives in Old Boy. That kind of. Penthouse. Oh, so glass. <laughs> <laughs> a saddle. What's her name? Oh, that's so sad. Wasn't she in that? She was. She was trying so hard. There's that movie where she plays like a trucker, like a hardened trucker. Oh, what was that called? Do you guys remember? And was it's a little the- indie movie where Michelle Monaghan plays a hardened trucker. Come on. No, no With one. Indiana Jones, she no. was the Karen Allen. All right, never mind. A trucker, was she drunk? I'm gonna look this up. <laughs> what? Was it an eighteen rigger or was it a Zebek? She plays like the Katie Lang like overseer. Like, is it sor- is she in Source Code? What what movie is she in where she's like? Yeah, she's in Source Code, but oh, it's called Trucker. Ah, you guys can suck it. She was in a movie called Trucker where she played a trucker. You're dumb for not remembering the name. But. <laughs> She's a real. trucker. You guys can suck it. She's a trucker in what? Uh, <laughs> What's her name? Oh, Aaron's terrible. She's so. cutie. I agree with no one at all. Come on. She's uh, Ethan... Uh, uh, not Frome. That guy. Hawk? No. <laughs> She's Ethan Hunt's girlfriend. Mission Impossible. She kind of gets oh, bitched, you're right. though. And yeah. she nods to him in the fog when he's in the hoodie, because yeah. that's their new marriage. <laughs> She nods to him in the fog when he's in the hoodie. Ooh. Right. Number one. His number one, Aaron Vaughn's number one is line. He has no line from it because it's from the movie The General. When the train arrives at the same time the bridge blows up, remember that? It's supposed to be one of the most expensive practical effects ever, so that's something. Suck uh, it, the good, the bad, and the ugly is what I have to say about that one. Very good. So yeah. runner-ups uh, when they ape the general in Abraham Lincoln Empire's <laughs> Wait, what? You were, I didn't hear that. When they what? When so they ape the general. When in, they ape uh, the general in Vampire in Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer, and the CG bridge explodes. So it's it's, it's just a CG. <laughs> when oh, they oh, ape. I think you said eight. Okay, right. Ape. See, then sometimes it's about the train, though. You know, not the bridge. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm sorry. So nobody and, mentioned bridges in Madison County. There's more than one. Uh, and his other runner-up is Joe Dirt. Oh, I thought these were our runner-ups. When David Spade is going to try suicide, but bungees off a bridge. Hmm. That doesn't kill you, I don't think. That's an American werewolf in Paris. Yeah, it doesn't kill you. Bungee jumping's not a... It's, no, it's like no, trying to hang yourself with a bungee cord. Kind there's of no bridge I can remember from Bridges in Madison County, but I, I do like that movie an awful lot because Meryl <laughs> is freaking... Oh, I think it's like Bridges in Madison County. I do. County. She's, she's a freaking <laughs> goddess. She's a national treasure. Uh, I know I'm not allowed to convey that uh, or confer that. The way a trucker she's, does. She's uh, she's awesome in that Bridges movie. Bridges of Madison County? Dingus. She's really good in that movie. It's that a Hope Springs. She's great in Hope Springs, isn't she, Dingus? You love that movie as well. That, 
she's really good in, in Bridges of Madison County. And in Hope Springs. She's good in all her movies, isn't she? She's like good Hope in all her movies, but that movie is really good, and it's because she is the best actor we have. Because I just want to clarify. She's my favorite actor. Are you then saying that Meryl Streep is good in Hope Springs? She's good in everything. No, I, I, you're dodging the question, sir. Huh. I want you to tell us here and now on this podcast that you think Meryl Streep is good in Hope Springs. Hold on. I'm covering my mic and I'm talking to my counsel right now. <laughs> is that though with Sandra Bullock too? <laughs> yes, I'm going to say she's good in Hope Springs. Wow. Uh, first of all, Dingus has seen Hope Springs. Ha ha. And second of all, you thought she was good in that. She's good. Oh, she's, she's, oh my God. She's, she's good in Death Becomes Her. That's the one, Kelly Wan, where she and Tommy Lee Jones go into sex therapy with Steve Carell. Oh, what? That's Hope Springs? Wait, isn't it Dingus? Did I screw the name up? No, you did not. Yeah, Hope Floats is the Sandra Bullock thing. Hope Springs is Meryl Streep and Tommy Lee Jones as old people having sex, how wacky, or not having sex. And so they go to Steve Carell, who's a sex therapist slash counselor. She lay on a block of ice while they were making ironweed because she wanted to see how it felt to be dead as part of her method acting. Why don't you just act? If what I think's happening, it better not be. What's she saying? Fantastic, Mr. Fox. Hey, very good, Kelly. I love her. Meryl Streep's great. Tom's dumb for what I'm saying. What are you talking about? I, I'm not if saying what I think is ha- <laughs> happening is happening, it better not be. She's great in uh, Adaptation. She's getting Silkwood. She's getting Postcards from the Edge. I like that movie. Okay. Am I weird for that? How is she in Devil War Prada? Eh, what are you going to do? <laughs> but you know what? She was auditioning for King Kong, the Lang one, and then... Dino De Laurenti said, yeah, she's not hot enough in Italian. And then she said, thanks, asshole, or something in Italian, because she knew Italian. She really phoned it in in that Sophie's Choice movie, though, I thought. Yeah, yeah. I, I was pretty disappointed. <laughs> and she's not good with accents. Peter Nichols was trying so hard, and she's like, whatever. <laughs> the Russians really phoned it in World War II. Uh, other runners-up, or should we go to uh, Kelly Wan's 3x3 for next week? Oh, I have one. Yes, Is the collapsing bridge at Universal Studios in a movie ever? Nope, it's at Universal Studios. <laughs> That's not a movie. <laughs> it wasn't just called the collapsing bridge, the movie, where it's like a tram. It's Steve stuck. McQueen. And it's- What's, there's the Navarone movie, the Force 10 from Navarone. Before ah. they blow up a dam, they blow up a bridge, I think. They start with a bridge, and the next movie they blow up a dam to trash the... No, actually, don't they blow up a dam to wash away a bridge because they can't blow up the bridge. Is Isn't a dam just a bridge that's not hollow inside? Uh, I'm going to say no. Yeah. Okay, what about a honeycomb? That's something different, right? It's a cereal. What about a statue? What about an astral? What about a brooch? What about a pterodactyl? What about a hat? What's um, flan? <laughs> Kelly Wan, what is next week's 3x3? Three three? I'm very excited about it. Okay, good. And if you know me, you are too. <laughs> How dare you sound unconvinced with that of hmm? Uh, favorite senses of place. Stop doing Dave Perkins' voice now, Tom. That's not funny anymore. Um, my number three topic for my three by three for next week is something based on something Tom said once that I enjoyed. So we have to go back many weeks um, in this instance. When we saw Gravity, Tom said, huh, duh, 
this is like something I've never seen in a movie before or something. Uh. And that got me to thinking weeks later after I finally thought <laughs> I actually heard what he said. My brain processed the words individually. And I typed them into this list and went, well, I'll see what happens when there's a wall. So it's something you've never seen in a movie before. But we will have seen it in a movie. Yeah, but it's like the first time you saw it. So like a movie I saw when I was like 10 before I'd seen many movies would count? Like the yeah. first time I saw a joke where somebody falls if down. You want to be the guy, if you want to be that guy. So it's my topic. <laughs> so when, when my parents took me to see Jaws, that was the Listen, first time. I don't first, watch Cotton to Foolish Questions. <laughs> first time I saw a shark eat a dude in a movie. <laughs> Do escalators, are escalators, do they count? Oh, the movie screen. I hadn't seen that when I was three. Okay, so wait. So first time you saw something in a movie, that's the three by three? Well, that impressed you. You went, whoa, haven't seen that before. Like a giant blue dick in Watchmen. You went, oh, that's new. (laughs) I remember Tom said that. So that's off the table. The giant blue wang is off the table. Oh, I don't have one of those. It's definitely not that size. No, that one's back on the table, because I feel that you may... It's a really tough topic. <laughs> the dick is on the table, all right. Dick's back on the table. And either one, and everyone can hold the dick. Like, it's not... You guys can both take the dick if you want. There's enough blue for everyone. Those are the listeners. First time I saw something in a movie that impressed me. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> so this is just something you've never seen in a movie before. So that you, I was impressed so by. This is actually, you've never seen it. <laughs> so you have to come up with something that you've never seen in a movie. Like in the swarm, then you went, whoa, a swarm? Huh. I haven't seen that in a movie before. I've only seen bees in single, or those two, but never an entire. Like I've never seen a caterpillar talking on the uh, telephone. Let me explain my topics to you, because you obviously, I go, it's right over your head. It's, I don't put boundaries on them. Right, and you bring your imagination to the table with the dicks. Tell me one in a movie I've never seen a cow up on a roof. All right, there's your number three. Here's the thing, though: you can only pick three. The flip side: see, on tough topics, you got to oh, I got to do three of these fucking stupid things. But in this one, you can ah, right. do three of these fucking stupid things. I see. Right. Okay. So that's what I bring to your welcome, slaves. All right, so uh, listeners, if you want to, if you were impressed by something that you saw in a movie, but you hadn't seen it before, that you had not seen it before the time that you saw it, the way Tom put it, 1980, black and white, that made sense to Tom. Like, hey, hey, trick them with my knowledge of the calendar. So, Kelly, this can be prior to 1980. Take the calendar off the table and whipping the dick back on it. Scoot over table. Send your picks to 3 by 3 at quarter to 3com That's yep, number see. three. That's the number three, the letter X, the number three, at, and then you spell out quarter to 3com uh, We'd love to read them on the air. Uh, all right, let's see. What movie are we seeing next week? I've kind of lost track. Hobbit. It's not out next week. Oh, what a pity. <laughs> I let's forgot see. what we decided. Uh, the truth about Llewellyn. What, what is it? The uh... yeah, oh, so we're seeing the new Coen Brothers movie, which is called Inside Lewin Davis. Uh, it has a limited release next week. I think on the thirteenth, it'll have a wider release. Um, That's not the guy from People's Core. It was the guy who played Q. So I was wrong about that. Uh, well, what are you talking about? Nothing. Uh, This movie is Inside Lewin Davis, not Llewellyn. Don't don't make the mistake we made. If you go go to the theater and you ask to see a movie about Llewellyn Davis, they may not know what you're talking about. This is Lewin Davis. 
Coen Brothers movie. Um, yeah, so see that and join us for the podcast on it next week. And we'll also tell you about the first thing to impress us in a movie that we <laughs> the three by No, six. you're saying it wrong. What? The first impressive thing. No. First impressive. No. Uh, first blue wang uh, in a movie. Oh, no, now everybody's on a table. Something no, you wanted to see but couldn't. Something you hadn't seen before you saw it. And it has to be blue? Yeah. No. It has to be giant. No. It has to be dick. No. It has to be on the table. All right. So, uh, well, I, you know what? I'm looking forward to seeing where we go with this, what kind of submissions we get, what Kelly Wand, what Dingus comes up with. Well, uh, this promises to be entertaining. My list is actually nine entries. You're going to have to cut six of those, Kelly Wand. <laughs> Wait, nine times. This is three Wait, by three, not three by 27. By the way, see how quickly I did that math? Yeah, percentiles. Yeah. yeah, I've never heard that on a podcast before. I'm going to include that. Uh, I'm Tom Chick. I've been joined by Christian McClinsky. It's Christian Moroski. Kelly Wand. My favorite bridge in Isle is the Bering Strait. It just sounded cool. I had a hammer. I tried to hammer in the morning. Hammer in the evening. All over this land. I hammer out danger. Hammer out a warning, not the hammer out love between my brothers and my sisters. By the way, the best version of this song that I found uh, is a press junket with Chris Hemsworth and uh, Tom Hiddleston. And some German journalist is asking in, in broken English, is asking Chris Hemsworth, you ever heard that song, If I Had a Hammer? And he has no idea what she's talking about. He doesn't what? know the song. But Tom Not Hiddleston speaker does. Tom Hiddleston starts singing it <laughs> to to the both of them. They're not acting; they're playing themselves. That, that guy, he can do no wrong in those in those moments. And Chris Hemsworth I, is dumb as a box of hammers. Exactly. Yes. But yeah, I just love Tom Hiddleston being interviewed and how naturally charming and gracious that guy is. Uh, so and it's and he can sing. He has a nice singing voice. But he, he has to sing. play the villain who gets outsmarted by. Adopted. Yeah, adopted. I'd sing out love between my brothers and my sisters. No, over this land. Yeah. Hey, Dinkus, I had them done. Heaven make me free of it. The rest is silence. He quoted Copley after all that bitching and moaning.